This is Film Club. (laughs) (laughs) I love those strings. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Film Club. Our first film club of 2023. Ooh. Um, so last month for January, we watched Arrival from 2016, starring Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner and others. <laughs> Thank you to all those who watched. I know we have so many reviews. So exciting. So we do have a theme for this year that is influencing our decisions. Um, but I actually wanted to pick this one last year. I was going to connect it to Doubt. I was going to do another Amy Adams movie. Mm. But then I was like, that's too obvious. Mm. But we love Amy. Um, and this is, I just, I don't know. I love alien movies, as you know. And this is one of my favorite other alien movies besides E.T. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> there is one that rules them all. But... <laughs> E.T. is the one ring. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The two things I wanted to talk about with this movie that just kind of blow my mind are or how it portrays time and then and language. So those are kind of the two big things that I like and that I think are good points of discussion for this film. And part of with language, I want to talk about sound. And so this film is actually, I think it may be one best sound editing. Yep. Best achievement in sound editing for the Oscars. Um, and when I, I started watching like the bonus features, because I have the DVD, um, and one of it, it was talking about how sound is also kind of a language and how like these people that work with sound, they've kind of had to learn the best way to portray it through film so that it, like connects with the audience. So I thought that was really cool. That's fascinating. And one of my favorite parts, of course, like the aliens make really cool, I don't know, sounds. One of my favorite parts is when they're first flying in the helicopter and she puts on the headphones Mm. and just the background noise muffles. And then you can hear what they're talking about. Like suddenly you're hearing what she's hearing, not just hearing like what the cameraman would be hearing or what the camera itself would be hearing. So I love that part. One other thing they say is that the most powerful sound is silence. And so I really like how in this film there is a lot of periods of just quiet and um like there's not a lot of there is like a soundtrack but it's not a lot like musically I don't know it's more just like sounds I feel like in the the music in the film yeah I was actually just listening to it and I was like I don't think I can have this on in the background because it is just like it's not melodic it's just like there's a part where there's just someone being like no 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 and it's like layered on top of itself and in the movie it works like you don't notice it but just as listening to it as a background soundtrack I was like I hate this I can't listen to this (laughs) yeah it's so different than other movies the other thing about sound is that um there's no forward or backward direction with sound um I mean I guess when you when it is becomes language like we only really understand it forwards but um if it's just a sound like i don't know it's not really there's not really a direction but that leads me to what i want to talk about about time i remember the first time i watched this movie it felt like my mind was just like expanding like my thought process about how time worked so like i've always heard that like you know god can see everything from the beginning to the end and he doesn't understand things the way we do anyways i don't mean to talk about 
religious stuff, but I just never understood that concept until I watched this movie. And it was like, mm. oh, like there isn't really like, so Amy's having these memories of the future, but it's as if they've already happened. And I don't know, just it's the first time I'd ever thought of time like that. And um, I just really appreciated it. Yes. Different concepts of time. I feel like that was um, broken for me in AP World History. We talked about Chinese history and how Chinese historians understand time as cyclical instead of like a linearly. Like I think Western perceptions of time is very linear and it's like this event, this event, this event, this event, and you can make it make sense. And then I remember when we were talking about like, no, it's like cyclical. It's like understood in a circle and like event happens, but then it like repeats itself and like you can see time as like echoes of itself and I like could not understand that concept right like it is something that still I think about a lot today um and also kind of shows up in like the good place when they talk about Jeremy Baraby <laughs> as time that like loops back on itself and stuff like that and that is like for comedic effect right but it still is I love this different way of thinking about time and how we understand and work with time because we are all time travelers to some extent like when we recall the past and when we're trying to project into the future like I can't remember in what context I I was listening to this discussion but within like language and time are so connected that within language if you're able to talk about something that's not present like that's a deeper level of language understanding and that's true in like language comprehension exams you know like can you talk about the future can you talk about the past can you talk in these different tenses of verbs and so it's just fascinating how I love that you have brought attention to these two different themes that are so tightly woven together and we have to use language to understand time and we also need time to understand language and Mm -hmm. I loved this idea of cyclical time that's like you you're understanding a couple of different points in time at the same time because in the beginning of the movie being able to watch it a second time already knowing not having to pay attention to plot the beginning is just full of circles it's so cool I was like there's so many different circle motifs the wedding ring was such a focus at the beginning there's a point when they're like chasing each other in a circle Amy Adams and her daughter there's like a hospital hallway that is like the way the camera moves is very cyclical. So I just like love from the very beginning, it's this different concept, this different way of understanding time. So this is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, their language also is circles. And right. How, and as she's understanding their language, like I think at one point someone talks about how the language you speak determines how you think. And someone asked like, oh, are you dreaming in their language? Um, because she's having like a nightmare but she's like she's beyond dreaming in their language she's thinking in their language already in this cyclical format and I don't know it's cool I remember I had to look up her name was Louise because I was just yeah Amy I know um, I think Amy she's a linguist but she's never really understood time in this way in this circular so I think it's cool that she's able to learn this new language of time Mm-hmm. but yeah I just I think the writing is amazing how they like can fit in these things from the future that you think are from the past and just like 
I just think it was brilliantly done. Like, they're so smart. I love the tension that builds when they're, like, the news is breaking. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't find out. You're finding out the exact same time as everyone else. And it's, like, so slow. And it, I just love it. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good tension builder. I know. It kind of was a little triggering because it felt like... totally. The first time I had watched it was pre-pandemic. And so then to watch it again and like this doomsday, like, you know, things are closing down. People are panic buying at the stores. It's like, whoa, wait, I kind of have lived this now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I also just have to give a shout out to the aliens. They're just so nice. They're so sweet. They're so, so nice. And I that's the other thing is that. So I think when you go into this movie, you know, it's going to be about aliens. You know, the aliens have arrived or whatever. And in the beginning, you think, oh, it's just going to be like every other alien movie, like War of the Worlds, Mm -hmm. where the aliens have come. And now we have to fight the aliens. But I just love it's so different than that. Like it's there's no like there's all this tension and people don't understand what's going on. And they're really, I don't know, they want to fight because of that. But there really isn't any fighting that goes on. I mean, there is a little bit of violence when one of them gets blown up. <laughs> Sad. But it's definitely not what you you would expect from an alien movie. Yeah. And I love that that even feels tied into language with when they come, they're talking to Louise and saying, Forrest Whitaker's character is like, you know, can you figure it out? And she's like, well, I have to be there. And he's like, bye. <laughs> and she's like, well... <laughs> um and she asks about the sanskrit definition of war versus it being an argument or a desire for more cows which i feel like is such an interesting breakdown of like what does it mean to go to war and when is it about contention and when is it just about like needs needing to be met and Mm -hmm. like the reason the aliens came it was like benevolent but it was benevolent for their own end as well, where they're like, we need your help in the future, Future, so we're coming to get, like, to be kind and give you that information now. It's not just like, oh, we see you out there in the universe. We'll, like, <laughs> just give you this kind gift. Like, it is still, still upon you. Yeah, it's still, like, within the means of self-preservation. I don't think that lessens the meaning of the gift at all, but it is just this interesting thing of, like, working together, recognizing a need, and then trying to work in tangent with another group to help meet those needs and how many wars could maybe have been prevented there could have been a more better understanding or communication of those needs and a better way of like solving and fixing figuring out those problems where like a lot of violence maybe doesn't have to come to pass if communication and understanding of what the problems actually are and being able to effectively communicate that um but a lot of language barriers a lot of inability to recognize or completely form or understand history i think come in the way of that the last thing i just want to say is this is a pretty like heavy movie like when it when the credits were rolling i was just like wow i feel like kind of weighed down Mm -hmm. like it's not really a funny movie like i can't really recall any moment that made me laugh like i know there were a few times someone said something that were was funny but Usually my favorite movies are funny ones that like I have laugh out loud moments. Like even in E.T. it makes me laugh so hard. But this is an interesting, I just realized that like this is one of my favorite movies, but 
in a different way. Like it's not because it makes me joyful or makes me laugh just because it makes me think in a new way. I think is why I love it. Yeah. I love that. I'll just wrap up my favorite parts as well. I think the gravity switch part is really, really cool. I love how they filmed that. Um, The alien design is beautiful. I loved the 2001 uh, Space Odyssey monolith vibes, like just (laughs) the sleek, metallic floating object and everyone's like stunned and confused by it. Like mm, such a good reference. Abbott and Costello is also a very fun reference to have. And I just loved, yeah, the exploration of different word meanings about weapon being, is, is it violent in nature? Is it a tool? Ugh, like, it was just such a fun movie, female lead that is coming at it from this, like, linguistic background and trying to communicate rather than just, like, immediately jumping to violence and protection and defense and war. I also loved how it highlighted dangers of the media, which I feel like it was pretty, <laughs> I mean, it. When did, when did you say this came out? 2016 okay so a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) yes and no I mean I feel like a lot of the kind of extreme radical Mm -hmm. hate videos and stuff were around that time so I guess it isn't that far ahead of its time just that these like YouTube videos and these things that are highly incendiary can take such a hold and can infect people's minds and have them resort to very violent means because they think they're being patriotic and they think they're being they're doing these like things for the the good of the people when actually it's like they're very violent evil and so yeah I was like oof so scary oh and I felt so sad when they said it was the death process like not even just being like oh he's dying like death process feels so much heavier and sad. I just love the different ways that language can be used to explain things, too. And General Chang was such an interesting character as well, because I think it it could have been so easy to paint these military leaders as militaristic and, you know, always driven by war and ready for violence. And so I appreciated that they seemed to be more level-headed and balanced and steady and would, like... It seemed like they actually cared about the well-being of the planet and, and their people rather than just being like crazy males, right? <laughs> just so many feels. Forgot how good it was to, it felt to be held by you. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. So many feelings. <laughs> that was one of my favorite Letterboxd reviews was just someone in all caps. She forgot what it was like <laughs> to be held by him. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And I just love... The arrival title screen is until the very end. Like, that is genius. Mm-hmm. Instead of having it at the beginning, just like flipping the narrative and changing our perception of order and time. Yeah. How would it be to know the end from the beginning and do it anyway? It just felt like a very hopeful film. And there was like a lot of humanity within the film, not only like defending it and trying to prioritize it, but also finding it in ourselves and others. And yeah, choosing life even when it means painful, even when it means pain and just how like profound that is, because we all don't really know the specifics of what's going to happen to us, but we all know we're going to die. Like we all know the people we love are going to die. And that's a really painful thing. I keep mentioning the good place, but that's one of my favorite lines from the good places. We all know we're going to die. And that's all why we're always a little bit sad all the time. 
and <clears throat> but like it's kind of in spite of that in the face of that we choose life we choose to pursue good and happy we we try to build relationships and love and so yeah on a very much deeper and more profound level uh, I think the movie portrays that like obviously on a different level like we all aren't going to be able to see into the future and know exactly what specific pains are ahead of us but I don't know it's a very beautiful film it does make you feel all the feelings (laughs) favorite characters Louise is a um common character Costello (laughs) got one honorable mention (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and about Forrest Whitaker his character and Jeremy Renner and Hannah mm. I didn't even think about her as a potential favorite character right favorite scenes include calling the the Chinese general when Louise goes up to the glass like takes off all of her gear and then goes up to the glass Mm-hmm. When the bomb is about to blow up and the heptopods blast all of their language. Oh my gosh, that part is so crazy. Um, interactions of Louise with her daughter. They reveal that flashbacks have been flash forwards. Some people said the music and the score was their favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Is the favorite aspect <laughs> of the film? <laughs> Who is that? I think it's Annie. My mom. Oh, it's your mom. <laughs> My mom. She loves Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Cinematography. Oh, this is the director that did Dune. That kind of makes sense. Mm, cool. Yeah, you didn't see that one, did you? Mm-mm. I feel like it has a similar vibe. A distinct um, vision. As one of our reviewers says. And cinematography, not too overdone, but still incredible to look at. Some lessons or takeaways. Even knowing the end doesn't change that I would want to go through the journey. Um, Say how I'm feeling more often. Even if the ending is painful, the journey is worth it. Difficulties are a part of love. Critically acclaimed movies might actually be worth watching. Wow, what a good takeaway. <laughs> wow. They talk about how many classmates in college would say this was their favorite movie of all time. Dang. Well, I did not realize this was such a beloved film. Mm. Mm. Favorite quote is language is the cornerstone of civilization and we are so bound by time. <gasps> wow. What a good wrap up for your their summary of your themes that you chose. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Even if you know your future is going to turn out to have hard things happen, the moments you get to have and the things you experience because you choose a certain path can be worth it. Mm. I like that because I feel like you might think, even though she knows like her baby's going to have cancer and she knows that her relationship is not going to work out, she still is living her life. Like She doesn't let it change her decision. Right. Here is Catherine's review. I really like Arrival. I first watched it sometime last year when Rachel mentioned it to me. She said it was really interesting, so I went in expecting something to be twisty and actually figured out the twist. It was still so crazy, though. The same time I watched it, I just cried. Oh, 
I love the themes, choosing a hard and difficult life, even knowing the outcome, because the love you experience is worth it. The opening music on the nature of daylight really moves me. It's so profound and beautiful. I like the message of working together, not only with each other on Earth, but across species and space. And I just love the exploration of time. Time is something that fascinates me, both how it seems so final and binding, and yet collapsible and non-eternal. It's such a creative film of developing the alien's writing system and showing how Louise breaks down the linguistics. I liked watching it even more the second time because I feel like I could sink deeper into the themes and wasn't trying to figure everything out. I also appreciate the build-up to seeing the aliens. I think it's effective and you feel nervous anticipating the alien arrival. Overall, I think it's a fascinating and deeply moving film. Deb said, Science fiction is not my genre, but I did enjoy Arrival. I loved the powerful lead character, Amy Adams, with her intelligence, patience, and intuition. Of course, the political and military leaders were categorized as impatient, power-pounding, gun-toning men. Not too far off. I'm applying this a little bit to our lives in that we don't often fully understand how all the storylines and relationships in our lives are playing out and intersecting. Best to say, stay present, patient, curious, and loving. George said, an intelligent and thought-provoking sci-fi story, so well-crafted in every aspect. respect. Instead of action and adventure often attendant in alien first contact films, the story unfolds slowly and meticulously, or should I say stories. The nuanced pacing and unfolding narrative give the movie genuine plausibility. There's a feeling of it happening in real time, effectively creating tension and drawing the viewer into the stress the characters are experiencing. At least as far as trying to learn the heptapod language and defuse a potential nuclear conflict between nations. That is effectively juxtaposed against the flashbacks of Louise and Hannah expressed in a different light and feeling. I really liked how the film made me think about language and it, it became the central theme. Communication with others and how difficult it is, whether you speak the same language or not. The language you speak determines how you think. There's an excellent essay about linguistic relativity and parenthetically to the complex issues of choice that Louise has to make on nofilmschool.com plug for the <laughs> website <laughs> a basic tenet is that our understanding of words and how we use them shapes the world around us and our understanding and perceptions of the world another powerful message was to embrace the journey and welcome every moment okay ryan hatch i love a sci-fi film that uses its premise perfectly this isn't loud and fast it's pensive and deep outlined there isn't much to the story but really? Paces it perfectly and lulls the audience into the wonder and the scale of everything. It strings along its themes into a perfect bow at the end. It's simultaneously sad and hopeful. Adams and Renner give two of their better performances. The cinematography is so massive and beautiful while never being in your face like most modern special effects. And the sound is just the perfect icing on top of it all, just well put together in every aspect. Biz said, this movie is slow, the story is powerful. I was shocked at the twist the first time I watched it. The Amy Adams plays her character very well. The unique depiction of the aliens and their communication is worth watching. Natalie. This sci-fi alien movie was unlike any alien movie I've watched before. I'm so glad they didn't make the aliens goofy-looking or human-like. No unnecessary CGI. I appreciated the serious tone of communication and the fear of the unknown. And I really enjoyed the slower pace of the story. There were no epic fight scenes or war montages. A lot of the settings were drab and gray and dark, but it was nice to watch a film that wasn't overly colorful or flashy. Very different from something like Trolls or even Star Wars. It was a mystery sci-fi, not an action sci-fi. 
And while time travel will never make sense to me, the ending of the movie did leave me feeling satisfied. It felt relevant because I believe whether or not we can communicate with each other will be one of the most important matters in the coming years, especially if the world leaders refuse to do so. In Arrival, it was easier for Louise to connect with the heptapods than to connect with humans. Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner are top tier, and an effectively moody score by Johan Johansson also makes it so spooky, eerie, (laughs) chilling. So grateful there were no jump scares because I was on edge the whole time. I thought it was thought-provoking without being boring. 8 out of 10. Tangent rant. When Costello tells Louise that Abbott has died, it says, Abbott is death process? What is a death process? Or is that another communication barrier? I was sad everyone just moved on. Rip Abbott. (laughs) (laughs) Another tangent rant. Hannah Palindrome. Come on, that was a little cheesy. Ha ha. (laughs) I know. It is so sad about Abbott. So, so sweet. Babies. They're just here to help. Okay, this is from Jill. This is one of those movies that is good the first time, but I enjoyed it more the second time because I wasn't as confused about what was going on with the, is this the past or future and what the heck scenes. I like the acting and the plot. It's nice to have a show besides E.T. where the aliens are actually good. There's probably more, but that's all I can think of right now. The sound was fun. I always prefer a happy ending. Saving the world was great, but I wish Ian had been more understanding, but his not understanding is understandable. Uh, Okay, and from Annie. I don't remember this movie being such a gut punch, but I found myself feeling some feels watching it this time. Louise is brilliant and so brave to make so many of the decisions she makes to understand language and then save the world and aliens from disaster. Oh, and then she finds love. The hardest decision would be to have a baby knowing she wouldn't make it. I think I understand this movie better watching it not on the airplane and a second time. The director has a unique vision that comes together in a compelling story with music and visuals. It seems more possible something like this could happen after pandemic and weird objects in our sky that are being shut down right now. I thought the aliens were so cool. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. I, of course, no pressure to anybody, but I just have loved getting everybody's opinions and reviews. And if you enjoy giving them, we absolutely enjoy reading them. Please keep writing reviews. (laughs) Please don't say, ah, that was good enough. (laughs) I um and truly people are like oh I have nothing interesting to add I have nothing interesting just interesting to say but I just love hearing everybody's opinions and getting people talking about film is one of my favorite things so I love it and now it's time to take the gun and leave the cannoli <laughs> so close <laughs> but we are oops <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time to- <laughs> Leave the gun and take the cannoli. (laughs) My first one is, what would you tell yourself yesterday about what happened today? Like if your past self yesterday saw into the future just one day ahead, would you continue to choose the life? (laughs) (laughs) I would say nope. (laughs) No, I would tell myself, you're going to get off work in time. Don't be stressed about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. What language do you want to learn? Ooh. I feel like we've maybe asked this before. I think we have, but answers can change. I feel like Spanish is so useful. Every time people come up to me and ask me if if I speak Spanish, I'm always like, I'm so sorry I don't. Like, I really wish I did. So if you had to get 
flashes would you rather have flashes from your past or flashes from your future (laughs) there can be bad things from the past or the future Mm -hmm. so I was just thinking I don't want flashes of certain things in my past but (laughs) I don't know I think maybe the past I mean it would be interesting to have both like Mm. how Louise has it but then you have to kind of figure out where the memory's coming from but I feel like flashes from the future would make it easier to live in the moment kind of because then you're like okay like the future is gonna happen the way it happens and I don't have to like be worried about that Hmm. but like it would be nice also to kind of relive like some of the best memories that I have yeah if you had to design an alien creature what would it look like Mm. big bat wings (laughs) (laughs) uh that's it i feel like it would be a long lizard body but big bat wings there's an emergency going on force whitaker bursts into your workspace why is he coming to you what are you an expert in that he would come to you for not even like that would require saving the world like something like you, you, your field of study but just what are you an expert in and it an saves the world in et merch <laughs> <laughs> like knowing that it exists or knowing the cost or what <laughs> <laughs> just owning it <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, if there's others that i know have more et merch than me mm. because i've seen their posts on facebook flexing uh-oh not the bitter fan coming out <laughs> my toxic treat (laughs) oh my last one I don't know this one probably would take more this would be like a classroom activity after we watched the movie but like so I assume their names are just circles that I mean we don't really figure out what their names are right but I Mm. kind of think that their names would be made up of other words because that's how their circles are or each circle they make is made of different words, right? That kind of mm-hmm. make the feeling of the unit of language. So the activity would be, what words make up your circle that is you? Okay, this is totally cheating. But I'm just going to go find one of the Jackbox. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I'll see how quickly I can find it. <laughs> one of the personality tests? Yeah. The sum up. Okay, here it is. I found it. <laughs> Extremely spooky, nostalgic worrier. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. That's me. That's <laughs> amazing. Here are our cannoli questions. First one is, what would you want to paint with Abbott and Costello? I think I would just want to do an abstract painting. Mm. So I think it does, like when they had the million, million, million circles that had all their language, I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'd want to pick one of my favorite words and have them do it, and then I would want to try and learn. Have you ever had a dream that featured an alien? I know I've dreamed about E.T. <laughs> no, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'm sure I have. It feels like something that was in within... The realm of possibility. Oh my gosh. The only thing that comes up when I search alien in my notes is the time that Natalie got abducted by aliens on Club Penguin. (laughs) No! 
I mean, so lucky. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, surprisingly, I haven't had like that many dreams about ET. It's just too wonderful. My brain can't do anything with it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my most recent dream I wrote down is someone was making flour tortillas and I was just eating them straight as they made them and saying, <laughs> oh, I love tortillas. <laughs> oh my gosh. So someone is not sure what a cannoli question is. So for this person who will remain anonymous, a cannoli question is just a lighthearted, fun question that somehow pertains to the film. It's kind of like we do a serious breakdown of the film, but then just some fun ones. But <laughs> the question that, that they did ask was, what snack were you munching when you watched Rival? I was eating Fun Dip. <laughs> Shout out to Fun Dip. I haven't <laughs> had that in years. <laughs> I um, loved that as a child. I don't think I was munching a snack. I know. I don't know that I was either. Too serious. Water. I was munching on water. <laughs> My favorite snack. <laughs> Whoa. If Michael lived Godfather and Godfather 2 simultaneously, would he change anything or accept his choices? Oh my gosh. Well, what oh. point of Michael, though? Is it the very beginning of the film, Michael? Or is it halfway through Michael? Uh, I think he would make some different choices because he loves Kay and... I don't know. I feel like he's super crushed by the fact that he loses the f his family. Like, that's the reason why he gets into it in the first place is for his family. So then the fact that he's he sees that he's going to lose what's most important to him would affect his decisions, I think. Yeah. Can he? Like, I guess that's the something that's not really explored. I guess it is because she still chooses to live that life, right? Even though she knows the outcome. Can you choose that well, yeah, I don't think I don't think it's changeable. I think your memories of the future are what's going to happen. Like I don't think I think if you're making choices trying to change it, you're going to just cause what you're seeing anyways. Mm. But does that lessen the impact of the film? Because I feel like the whole idea is like, oh, she knew that it was going to be hard and she chose it anyway and like, oh, if she saw it. She doesn't even want to, like, experience that pain, so she's not going to pursue the relationship, and she's not going to have a child. Mm. Like, I feel like it is a stronger film if she has the choice to change the future. Yeah, but my understanding of how that image of time, like, your memories of the future are not going to change. Just like your memories of the past, you can't change that. I, I see it the same way. So I guess it would, I guess that kind of changes the meaning, but that's just how I personally see it. Because that wasn't necessarily an important meaning for me of the film, so it doesn't affect <laughs> how much I love it. My understanding is that these are the choices she's making, and that's how the future has been determined is the choices she's making in the moment. And she can already see, like, I don't think it changes it. I don't know. I, I argue that it is changeable. So then, yeah, if my argument, then Michael couldn't. Couldn't change anything. Anyways. He's stuck within time, but yeah. My, my argument that he, if he could change it, then there's an alternate timeline, and Godfather Two is not depressing. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what would you have named the two aliens? So I feel like we have to stick to the rules of like at least a duo, maybe a comedic duo. I feel like I'm gonna cop out and just call them Rhett and Link. Oh, I love that. I would call them. 
Dean and Jerry after Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Ooh. Even though I've never <laughs> never even watched any of their stuff. My alternative is Lucy and Ethel. Mm, cute. And then if if Ito Corleone played the part of General Shang, what would his dying wife's last words be? Or maybe rather, what would the phrase be that would that would mean something so change his mind? Yeah. I feel like it would have to be a a deep cut reference to his past. Like bye, bye. <laughs> yeah. Something that his mom yells to him. Yeah. Oh, that would be sad. I wanted to say Fredo. Well, Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> Not very. So he says, I know. I feel like this should be a quote from Godfather 2, but I don't know the quotes as well in Godfather 2. So like in one of the flashbacks. Right. So maybe we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> when we uh watched The Godfather 2 again recently. What is a more intelligent alien, E.T. or Abbott and Costello? Discuss. Oh, dear. <laughs> I love that demand at the end. <laughs> um, I think they're intelligent in different ways. Mm. E.T.'s an, in- an inventor, and he also can manipulate his environment through his mind. And he's a botanist. And he loves plants. <laughs> and, and he heals people. He, he learns saves... English. He learns English like that. He saves his planet from destruction. Botanicus wanted his help. <laughs> <laughs> That's some lore from the ET ride right there. <laughs> Would recommend. <laughs> I guess that Abbott and Costello understand English as well because they respond to her. She speaks to them in English and she they speak to her in their language. Mm-hmm. And... They probably just E.T. has that mental link with Elliot. Mm. So does that help him understand English? I mean, that's pretty smart to make a mental link. <laughs> that's some real emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I do just love it when they're trying to warn them about the bomb. And they're like tapping the glass. Like, mm, they're uh, so cute. <laughs> look over there. Get out of here. <laughs> E.T. does make some rash decisions like drinking beer, <laughs> even though the dog's warning him not to. E.T. can't understand the difference between a real knife and a fake one, though. Oh, and real blood versus fake blood. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's because his people are just nonviolent. Mm, they don't and they celebrate. Would never, they would never fake an injury. They would never create comedy out of... But he is very smart to figure out how to call his family back. Mm-hmm. Problem solver. Wow. I guess we'll just say they're both smart. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're not going to read out the overarching themes. You can't have an idea of what is right and what's wrong. But someone does get actually a little bit close. So I think uh, once per episode, we can read one that is not correct to give a little bit of narrowing down help but i just wanted to give this one a shout out anyway a stranger comes to town and someone goes on a journey which is the same story which is a reference to a lemony snicket book so (laughs) so yes that is not the theme but keep trying keep going it will take a while to figure it out but i have faith in all of you make sure that you are filling out your march madness bracket again 
this is different than how we've done it before. You're just filling it out according to your own opinions. So don't worry about trying to match it with me and Lauren. Don't try and think about like the group think. It's literally, there is no winner. Just fill it out for fun. Um, there will be, I think you can either email abttg95 at gmail.com with the subject line March Madness or the link is in the description in the show notes of the last episode which was the harry potter book club episode so i think that's all for announcements watch bill cunningham same ways of reviewing there's links on instagram oh the march madness link is also on instagram thanks lauren um Mm. the review links are going to be on instagram in the text club and you can also email bill to email (laughs) and it'll ping back the response that was film club